Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. Hey, church. Welcome back. Woohoo! Is it good to be back together or what? Let me worshiping Jesus in person. So good to have everyone to see you guys. It's awesome. We uh, planned extra long worship just to help with any uh, possible quarantine pounds. So you're welcome for that. <laughs> Seriously, it is so good uh, to be together. It's uh, long overdue, and uh, it just just makes me so thankful for the ability and the privilege to come together and worship and and uh, just share our our faith, not just not just in words, information, but just to exude that life giving presence uh, on each other. <clears throat> you know, we had a two o'clock service uh, this afternoon, and before the two o'clock service, I was we were praying as a team in the back, and I just was pricked with this thought <clears throat> that you know, even though this situation. Um, you know, three weeks of not being able to meet and the circumstances, it, it would not compare to the underground church around the world in China or Iran or, or wherever, <clears throat> but, but just a, a prick, a pin drop measure of that sense of like, wow, what it is to have to fight to be together and the privilege it is to be able to gather together in freedom and to worship Jesus in freedom and it to publicly adore his name, and what a privilege. So I pray that God just gives us a real heart and an increased value for what we get to do on a daily and weekly basis, amen? So Jesus, we just thank you for church. (laughs) Yeah, we thank you for the generosity of this church, and Renee already thanked Alex of the team. Uh, the senior senior pastors, uh, Richard and Sylvia Nash, they were, Richard was at the 2 o'clock service. It's actually their anniversary today, so, uh, which I didn't realize that till later. So super blessed that he came at all, but they, he came to the 2 o'clock service, and then they went out to dinner. But when I found out, I had Stephanie call the restaurant where they're at and uh, put the meal on, the, on Bethel Austin. So we got, to, <clears throat> we got to bless them, surprise them with that, so. Very cool. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit is in the house. <laughs> oh, Father, we thank you. We just ask for increase. Thank you for taking us from glory to glory. In Jesus' name. <clears throat> so, you know, here we are, three weeks, uh, three months, sorry, without meeting, and we're here, we're back together, and like, what an exciting time, and I'm excited, I'm like, we get to see everyone, we get to worship, I get to preach the gospel and encourage people, but, but as I started pressing in this week, like, okay, God, what do you want to say? It was actually, it was actually a tough season, because I began to think about the, the, the season that we're in, and one we haven't seen each other in three months, and everyone's excited, and we get to worship together again. It's going to be amazing. It feels like we should have this explosion time. And then I'm like, but on the other hand, we're living in this pandemic. And, uh, you know, people are dealing with the reality of that and economic downturn. That's going on at the same time. So I'm like, that feels very different. And then on top of that, all the, the racial uh, tension and all that's been then brought up to the, the surface, the awareness of our nation at this time. And 
that definitely feels very different. So I'm like, God, what are you doing in this season? What can, what can I speak to? And, and like the good father that he is, because he is a good father, amen? And, uh, and what I got in response wasn't actually as much, I didn't get a message in response. What I got was an emotion. And what I got in response to this question, God, what are you doing in the season with the pandemic going on, with racial tension going on, with the excitement of coming back together to worship finally? What are you doing in all this? And God simply said, I'm gathering my children together and I'm brooding over them. I'm hovering. Your father is hovering over you right now in a, just a really beautiful way. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to I want to talk about that tonight. First, I want to tell you about how many people saw the uh, interview I did with my parents on Thursday night, with the the reconciliation, the racial reconciliation conversation. And um, how many hands? Same. Okay, few more, but a lot of people didn't. I would encourage you to really go and watch that that conversation. And um, if you don't know. My, my dad is African-American, my mom is Greek and Italian, and uh, so, so our family is the definition of, of being mixed race, mixed background. There's some Welsh thrown in there, you know, just for fun, and, um, <clears throat> you know, but my, my, my dad, who grew up in uh, Washington, D.C., grew up in the ghetto, uh, really experienced some very real um, uh, you know, oppression early on, and he's writing a book that, that tells all of his stories going to be in there. But he talks about when he was five years old, he got on a bus where he had two older cousins, and, uh, and he got on a bus, and not knowing any better, he just plopped down in the first available seat. But that was a no-no back in that time. And uh, uh, an older white gentleman on the bus with a big, heavy, knotted cane stood up and was going to crack his skull in simply for sitting in an open seat on the bus. Five-year-old boy, and the only thing that saved him was his older cousin screamed and threw her body over him and, and basically saved his life. And, um, but my father, so he grew up, uh, you know, uh, all that uh, animosity that comes with that. And, and when he was a young man, he moved to the West Coast and became um, very involved in the civil rights movement, became a leader in the Black Panther movement. Um, uh, met and married my mom, who's she's Greek and Italian, so an interracial marriage in that time uh, became, uh, as the years went on, became a black history professor, the university level, and uh, and then Holy Spirit came in and changed everything, and and then he became a pastor and a preacher and um, has a master's in psychology. Listen, what I'm saying is he has a lot to say, a lot of insight. And I interview my parents um, on the history of like their their journey, but also uh, the history and and the plight of of uh, the African American population and the and the historical trauma that is that has happened and even been passed down. But the conversation doesn't stop there. It really goes what where do we go from here, and how do we bring how do we bring healing um, and reconciliation to a whole people group. Thank you, Jesus, because God wants his whole body healthy and thriving. Amen? So I would encourage you, if you haven't seen that, please go and watch that. Um, I, I really feel like it was a really sweet time. 
Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, anybody ready for increase? <laughs> you know that we are living in um we're living in this unique season, and it's a lot of a lot of confusion, a lot of unrest, but you know, being a pastor, I get to have conversations with lots of other pastors and knowing people, you know, spread out across the country, around the world, um, having lots of conversations. I'm realizing something that as the weeks and months go on, that it appears to me that those people who walk in intimacy with the Lord, intimacy with the Father, are actually thriving in this season. Like there's literally acceleration happening for many, many people in this season. The number of testimonies of, of from business owners and entrepreneurs who have who are walking in this in, intimacy with with the Father and Holy Spirit, like their businesses are exploding. In a in a season of financial downturn, like God just opens unforeseen doors, and businesses are exploding and people are thriving. Thank you, Jesus. Families that have the Holy Spirit are, are uh, encountering God together at home and people are thriving. But at the same time, other people who maybe have just been doing more of a routine, who, uh, who don't have the depth of relationship, but they've just been doing what they thought uh, looked right. They've been doing a performance that their foundation is being shaken. But God is shaking it so that his whole body can wake up to greater realities, greater intimacy, greater increase, so that he can accomplish all that he wants to through his bride. Come on, thank you, Jesus. That, that God is actually like a good father. He's, he's drawn to those moments when, we're, when his children are hurt or in pain or troubled. You know, I'm actually talking about the good father, how he hovers over us and he picks us up. And how many people, how many parents do we have in the room? How many people, it's universal. Your parent, you're a parent and your child gets hurt. They stub their toe, scrape their knee, bump their head, whatever. They're crying. The first thing you do is you just want to come down and scoop them up and hold them. Amen? And I actually feel like that that's what the Father is doing with his children right now. That there's turmoil going on, but the Father is drawing near. There's something about that, that cry from a child that triggers something in a parent where they come running. They draw near, and I actually feel like that's what's happening tonight. And I love how Holy Spirit works because uh, Adam didn't know what I'm preaching on, but I don't know if you could see the uh, see the painting over there. But it's a king holding a child, a good father holding his child. Listen, if you have your Bible, I'd like you to open your Bibles to. Uh, we're gonna go to two places. I'm gonna quote some other verses, but um, we're put a bookmark in Matthew 23, and then I want you to turn. To Genesis chapter 1. Because sometimes if you need answers, you just need to go to the beginning. <laughs> so we're going all the way to the beginning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Verses 1 and 2. In Genesis 1, it says this. In the beginning... 
God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering. Someone say hovering. Hovering over the face of the waters. And that word, that word hovering there, in, in the Hebrew, it doesn't just mean like to float, like our, uh, our English understanding, just floating above. No, it's this hovering, like, like a brooding, a hovering that releases life and produces life. And in some translations, it's actually translated brooding. Because it's the picture of this mother hen brooding over her eggs until they hatch, until life comes forth. So I actually believe that God is hovering over his body right now. Because there's life that is springing forth, even in the midst of this chaotic season. How many people know that in John 10.10, the Bible says that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes to give life and life more abundantly. Someone say abundant life. The the devil, why he's stealing, killing, and destroying, Jesus at the same time is giving life more abundantly. How many people know that those things are happening simultaneously? That it's not one happens and the other, and it's not like they're, you know, they're taking turns or flip-flopping back and forth. No, the devil's mission is to still kill and destroy. And that's happening at the same time that Jesus is on his mission to release life and life more abundantly. What does that mean? That means those things are happening all the time on parallel tracks. You just get to choose what tracks you're standing on. Thank you, Jesus. That in the midst of chaos, in the midst of confusion, that there's a place where we get to stand and thrive in the abundance of Jesus. So God is coming and he's hovering over his children right now. You know, that that, that, that word in the Hebrew, other variants of that word are translated all throughout the Bible as womb. Womb, where new life is birthed. I feel like I'm giving some vision for some of us in the room right now. That what society says, oh no, things are crumbling, things are getting worse, things are going backwards in the kingdom. Jesus is saying, "Uh uh-oh, I'm getting ready to release new life. I'm getting ready to release new things. I'm getting ready to release abundance for those who have ears to hear. Those who have awareness that say, oh, there's another track that I can jump on. And it's in intimacy that I get to be connected. Thank you, Jesus. In Genesis, it goes on in verse 27, it says, So God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. So as we're talking about brooding and this place of releasing new life, that God created man and woman. And we, he is, we refer to him as Father God, but how many people know that he carries the attribute of both the man and the woman? The nurturing heart is in God. Thank you, Jesus. Got a little quiet. People aren't sure. <laughs> that, that nurturing heart is in God that when, that when he hears that cry, 
when his, when his child stubs their toe and their child is scared, confused, lost, and he hears that cry like every good parent in the room, he comes running and scoops them up. I tell you, that's what God is doing for his body right now. And in that place, he's releasing his love, he's brooding, he's releasing life, he's releasing healing, he's releasing grace, he's releasing abundance. Why? Because the bride, his body is meant to be the head and not the tail. Amen? There is, there is an opportunity a season of advancement and transformation that's available to this nation. Economically, in, in tolerance and equality, in all these areas, but the church is supposed to be leading out. Can I get an amen to that? Like the church is supposed to be leading out. What I'm trying to tell you is that there is actually there is actually a realm of breakthrough. There's a, can I say it this way? There's a secret realm of breakthrough in intimacy that's available right now like never before. I want to read the next verse to you, Matthew 23. Now, in the we just read Genesis, and when it, it says that it was formless and void, but when you actually look at the language, when you go deeper into the language, it actually, it actually is language. It, it's wild and chaotic. And they, they clean it up and they make it nice. It's formless and void. It, 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 what God hovered over was wild. It was chaotic. It was without structure, without, without, without love. It was without form. And God came and he released his love and his nurture over it until life came forth. And all of the creation account follows. But now we're jumping to the life of Jesus. And in Matthew 23, Jesus is about to speak here. And I want you to hear his heart, not just the words. Hear his heart. Because Jesus is speaking into a season of chaos. How many people know that when Jesus showed up on the scene, he turned the world upside down? That when Jesus showed up on the scene, he broke every religious norm and, and cultural precedence, and he just turned the world upside down. That Jesus was the original new normal. <laughs> if you make the t-shirt, I want credit. Um. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, Jesus turned the world upside down. And, and uh, he's birthing this new, this new church, this new group of believers. And, but uh, turmoil and persecution are a result. And he's about to go to the cross. And his church is going to be scattered all over the globe. And this is the season that he's speaking into. And what you hear is words. Matthew 23, verse 37 through 39. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem. The city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate, for I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now there's so much in there, but can you hear Jesus' heart breaking? 
He said, oh, that I desire, I long to gather you, that your children together as a hen gathers her brood. But there's something key here. He says, but you were not willing. Jesus is like, I'm here, I'm available, I want, I want to spread my wings out over you, I want to bring healing, I want to bring uh, restoration, reconciliation, I want to bring the kingdom, I want to release it all to you, but you wouldn't come under my wings. <laughs> and the reality is that Jesus is drawing near, I could feel him, Jesus is so near right now in this season. That's a good place for an amen. I'm just, just, uh, <laughs> I give you that one for free. That's a good spot for an amen. Let's practice. Amen. That's a good word. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is drawing now, right now, drawing near right now. And even if you look out the window and you're like, oh, it feels chaotic out there, you turn on the news, you're like, oh, it feels chaotic right now, that actually chaos is what is triggering this thing in his heart to come and cover you more than ever before, to brood over you. And all we need to do is be willing to come under his wings. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, I'm willing. willing. To, To come under his wings. You know, it's such beautiful language and that we know that the Bible tells us that in his, that there is healing in his wings. Malachi 4.2 says, but to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. <laughs> I especially like the last part of the verse. <laughs> I could have stopped before I got there, but it's just so nice language. And it's grow fat like stall-fed calves. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever that means, I want it. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually going to break that down too. But it says that. <laughs> You came to church to get fed tonight. Come on. (laughs) The the son of righteousness shall rise with healing in his wings. But you know what it says here? It doesn't just say that it arises for anyone. At any time, it says that it arises for a certain people. But to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness arises with healing in his wings. You know, I love here is that, you know, we often hear this verse taught in in regards to, you know, physical healing. But how many people know that God's healing isn't limited to physical healing? It absolutely encompasses physical healing. But God's, but under God's wings is also emotional healing. That under God's wings is healing from trauma and uh, from abuse. Thank you, Jesus. Now listen, how many people know that our nation right now could use some healing under his wings? The the, the healing of of emotion, emotional healing and healing of trauma is something that our nation needs right now. And guess who gets to be carriers 
of that reality. His bride that he's brooding over. (laughs) He's about to hatch some world changers. Thank you, Jesus. Where it says that that we have to be willing to come under his wings. How many people know that 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 his wings there it can in the in the language there it can refer to wings like to a bird, but it also can refer to wings like the outer garment. Like the clothes, the outer garment, especially of a priest. How many people know the woman with the issue of blood, she pressed through the crowd. She pressed through, she elbowed her way through the crowd. And what was the crowd? It was chaos. It was confusion. It was distraction. And she pushed through all of that. And what did she do? She grabbed a hold of his wings. And healing flowed in that place. Come on, there's a place, even in the midst of confusion and chaos, for his bride to grab a hold of his wings. And I want to highlight this last point. For I say to you, you shall not... See me, you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. How many people know that the words of Jesus, the declarations of Jesus, can often have multiple levels of meaning, multiple layers of meaning? How many people know that this, that this refers to the, when Jesus comes again, his second coming, and we're going to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord? But what if it also means... Listen, the Bible tells us that there's a commanded blessing that rides on unity. How beautiful it is when the brethren dwell together in unity. There the oil will flow like it flowed down Aaron's beard onto his outer garments. What? Onto his wings. That that there's a commanded blessing on unity. So what what if this also means that the Lord's blessing will come on our unity, on our celebration of diversity, and our ability to recognize the kingdom of God and the beauty of the kingdom expressed and represented through diversity? How many people know that, that, that God created us uniquely on purpose? So that we all need each other. So that all together we become the representation of Christ to the world. How many people know that different cultures and different people groups, although they may carry, carry God uniquely, it's still God. And what happens when we have the ability to see God in another culture, another people group, the, the, the pattern or the custom may look a little bit different than what we're used to, but we could see God on it. And we're like, wow, that looks different than what I'm used to, but I see God on it. Blessed are you who comes in the name of the Lord. And then we can see the attributes of the, the Chinese American church and say, blessed are you who comes in the name of the Lord. The Native American, the gift that they have to bring to the body, blessed are you who comes in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, sir. 
<laughs> Your voices sound very close together. You got to sound like the father. Um, <clears throat> you know, when we keep using this, this picture, this analogy of the parent who, who scoops up a child when they're in, when they're in need, you know, if a, a child uh, gets a cut, they scrape their leg on the nail and they get a cut and they start crying and the parent runs over and they, and they scoop them up. What's being healed in that moment? It's not as much the cut that's being healed. It's the, it's the trauma of the moment that the parent is trying to heal and nurture. Now, I had that thought because that's, that's normally how we would look at that, but there's a bunch of spirit-filled believers in this room, so there's a good chance that both are being healed. But you get the point. That when God comes and hover, he first is healing the trauma or the emotion of the moment. But he doesn't stop there. Thank you, Jesus. You know, when uh, we love the verse that, that we would grow fat like stall-fed calves. It's, it's in the Bible. Look it up. <laughs> but, uh. Malachi 4.2. But, but we, think it's, we think it's funny language, but really what it, what's being said there is that this calf, and in, in biblical terms, fat isn't a, a negative the way we would maybe look at it. It actually means to grow supple and strong and full of life. And that this calf in the stall, what is the stall? It's protection. In the protection, in the nurturing, being hemmed in in this protective place, you have the opportunity to be fed and grow into your full strength and full stature. Thank you, Jesus. In Luke chapter 1, it's the story of Gabriel appearing to Mary. And Gabriel declares to her that she's going to become pregnant in her womb with the Messiah and give birth to the Messiah. And understandably, Mary says, how is this going to happen? And in verse 35, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power, somebody say power, of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be be called the Son of God. Thank you, Jesus. That when God comes and He hovers and He broods, He he heals physically. Thank you, Jesus. He also heals emotionally. Thank you, Jesus. But it doesn't stop there. In the hovering of God, in the brooding of God, new life is released. New revelations are released. New breakthroughs are released. What I'm telling you is that is that right now in this season where the world feels like it's maybe going backwards, the church should be going forwards. And those who are living in intimacy are experiencing that. Thank you, Jesus. You know, um, I... Uh, I posted a, I, I shared a, a post that somebody made on Facebook, and uh, I just thought it was so good. 
and they posted um, out of the Message Bible, Amos chapter 5, and this is what it says. It says, I can't stand your religious meetings. This is in the Bible. (laughs) I'm fed up with your conferences and conventions. I want nothing to do with your religious projects, your pretentious slogans and goals. I'm sick of your fundraising schemes, your public relations and image making. I've had all I can take of your noisy ego music. When was the last time you sang to me? Do you know what I want? I want justice, oceans of it. I want fairness, rivers of it. That's what I want. That's all I want. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, I could feel God. He wants to feel you. He wants to fill me. He wants to fill us. Not just with a little bit, not just enough to get by. He wants to fill us with overflowing. Why? Because it's in the season of lack that God wants to show himself abundant. It's in the season of fear that God wants to show himself strong. It's in that season of need that he wants to come as a provider. That it's in the darkness that the light shines brightest. I don't feel like they're getting it. That's right. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> the world. The world might be in need, but as Jai said during communion, we have the answer. Listen, we have the answer, and his name is Jesus. And and it's literally. It's even in response to the need that he is making himself more available right now than ever before. And when your child has that heart cry, when when they have that need moment, a good father doesn't run the other direction. No, what is their response? They run to and they scoop up. And they hold and they hover. But he's not just an earthly father. He's our heavenly father. And when he broods over you, healing happens, restoration happens, but then so do God-inspired ideas happen. So do new thoughts, so do new breakthroughs, so do new anointings, so do new dreams, so do new visions, so do new inventions. Come on, things that are meant to bring breakthrough and light into the darkness, things that are meant to make the world stand up and take notice, things that are meant to make the world go, we're going backwards, but you're going forwards. We're afraid and you're full of hope. We're dwindling and you're abounding in life. (laughs) This is what God wants to release to you and me right now. In Jesus' name. You know, uh, yesterday, uh, it's Friday, and uh, Eddie Tate, our associate pastor, and I, we have have a two-hour prayer time together on Friday mornings, and and uh, uh, yesterday morning, I was getting ready to to go into the office, and and right as I was getting ready to leave, our two year old got uh, got some some tea tree oil on his hand and 
got it in his eyes. And, uh, and starts crying, of course, as he does. But the scariest part was he kept saying, I can't see. I can't see. He's two. He's crying two and a half. I'm crying. But he's I can't see. I can't see. Like, scary parent moment. <laughs> Amen, right? So I, I scoop them up, and of course I'm hugging, and I, and I just want the trauma of the moment to disappear, and I'm doing everything I can, you know, flushing out the eyes and all that, and, and thankfully he was okay, you know, it took about 10 minutes, and he calmed down, and he was all right, and he could see, but it was scary. It was, it was chaos. Amen? It was like a chaotic moment. So I get in the car, and now I'm, now I'm late, 10 minutes late. So I give Eddie a call, and I'm just like, hey, I'm on my way. Sorry I'm late. This is what happened. And he goes, oh, man, that's crazy. He goes, I just got off the phone, and one of my daughters at home fainted. And uh, she fainted. Uh, my other daughter called me all frantic. Like, she passed out, fainted. She, she came to eventually, and they were giving her juice and taking care of her. She was okay. But he was like, that just happened <laughs> to him. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy crazy it's like it's like the devil knew we were gonna pray (laughs) and then I was like okay you know but I'll be there in a minute and then I had the thought I said you know what let's just start praying right now over the phone before anything else happens let's just start right now and uh so we start we start praying over the phone in that moment out of that moment of chaos we said you know what we're jumping tracks And we start praying, and in my car, the hovering of God comes over me. I'm like, whoa, God. Like, I hadn't even made it to the office yet. We didn't have the, like, the special CD soaking, the, the hottest CD of the month club on yet. You know, we didn't. I was just in my car talking about, oh, my son. I was like, <laughs> he couldn't see a minute ago. And, his, and he's like, my daughter was passed out a minute ago. And now a minute later, because we jumped tracks, the presence of God is filling the car. I'm like, whoa. And then something crazy happened. In the, I'm driving, and I went into a vision. And God takes me into the strategy room of heaven. I need a driver. <laughs> I will accept. <laughs> and uh, I go in the strategy room of heaven. Now, if, if, if you don't know, we are, we are very close. Please pray. We are very close to signing a lease on a building that will, that will be ours. And uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not inked yet. It's not a done deal. Uh, so pray. But it's definitely trending that direction. So um but in this moment, I go into the strategy room, and God starts giving me strategies for that building and for our next season. Why I'm driving. <laughs> and then Eddie starts getting downloads and strategies. And I, I make it to the office, and we spend the next two hours laying on the floor and soaking. And the ideas from heaven just were flowing. Like crazy things, like restructuring, reinventing, doing this that we never thought of before. It was like a year's worth of ideas just went poof into a moment. Why? Because the hovering of God is near. Why? Because we have the ability to take our eyes off of the chaos, off of the sense of lack, off of the fear, off of the confusion, and we get to jump over to this track and realize that in those moments, he's closer than ever.
Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Can we get the team back up? Thank you, Father. There's some, there's some people in the room that you may you can use some healing from the Father. And, you know, this has been an unprecedented season, and some people have lost jobs, and some people are, are worried about current situations, understandably, you know, with all the uh, the racial unrest that's come up, and 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 what's happened is that these aren't isolated instances, but we as a nation are being woken up to the reality of what's still going on, and and people might need some emotional healing, and God's here to pick you up, to pick us up, because we're going there together. God's here to pick us up and to heal the trauma. And there's also some people in this room that you're going to get downloads right now for your business. You're going to get downloads right now for new levels of anointing. You're going to get downloads right now for breakthrough. There's some people in the room that God wants to take you into the strategy room. There's people right now that you're going to get revelations of the intimacy of God and how near he really is. Why? Because the Father is hovering. Thank you, Jesus. You know, and I'm not, sometimes we preach off on theory and good ideas. I'm not telling you I think the Father is hovering. I'm telling you the Father is hovering. I can feel it. He's here. He's here to release his love like never before. He's here to release intimacy like never before. He's here to release revelation like never before. You, we, we had a staff time earlier in the week and going into the staff time, uh, a, a staff prayer prayer time specifically I said God what should we be praying on and God said I want you to ask to hear my voice more clearly like ask me to hear clearly and this was this was on Tuesday the strategy room thing happened on Friday but guess what when he said ask to hear my voice more clearly I didn't run from his wings I said okay I'm willing and we prayed, and we prayed as a staff, and we asked, we prayed a lot of things, and we asked to hear his voice more clearly. His wings are open, and they're spread out over you right now. Are you willing to jump into his arms? Are you willing to come under the shadow? Are you willing to come into the place of healing? into the place of restoration, into the place of revelation. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> can you feel it? I can, I can feel it. Whoa. He's hovering. Let's receive from the Father right now.
I'm just going to invite you, if you're comfortable, to stand to your feet. You can get on the, you can get on the floor, you can kneel on the floor, you can come to the front. You can just soak in your chair, but I want you to do something that tells God I'm willing. Because we have to we have to be willing to come under his wings. He stretches them out. But we have to come. Can I, I just, I didn't do this in the last service. I just feel like I'm supposed to read it again. Those who are in intimacy are going further and higher and farther in this season than ever before. God has drawn near. But I want to read Amos again. I can't stand your religious meetings. This is the kingdom of heaven never has been and never will be about hype. doesn't matter how loud we play. It's about how open our hearts are. I start again. I can't stand your religious meetings. I'm fed up with your conferences and conventions. I want nothing to do with your religious projects, your pretentious slogans and goals. I'm sick of your fundraising schemes your public relations and image making. I've had all I can take of your noisy ego music. When was the last time you sang to me? Do you know what I want? I want justice, oceans of it. I want fairness, rivers of it. That's what I want. That's all I want. Come on. The team's going to sing over us. They're going to sing a song. They're going to lead us in a song. And I want you to let God hover over you. But in the hovering, new life will be birthed. (laughs) Just ask him tonight what he's birthing in you in this very moment. Come on, let's worship Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.